All right, all right. So I don't know if you noticed, my iPad's slightly smaller than normal. Um, I'm just tired of being bullied by Rayma, and so um, she always makes fun, like little funny little jokes, right? Like little funny jokes on, on like, are you gonna sort, serve some hors d'oeuvres later on that iPad? And just like, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. So I brought a smaller iPad, and uh, I'm excited to be here with you guys today. Um, we. Uh, we get to do this every single week, you know, and I'm just really grateful for leaders um, in our lives. I'll name them, Pastor Earl and Onika, that um, have made this important. Um, Pastor Earl tells every one of us that gets the honor and privilege of speaking to you. He's like, I want you to speak to our leaders. I want you to speak to our leaders. I want, you to, I want them to feel seen. I want them to feel built up. I want them to feel like, that, that, like they're being poured into and equipped to do what they've been called to do. And so I just want you to know in case maybe you have a lie in your head this morning that you're not seen, you are seen. You are seen. And we're, we're so thrilled and honored that you are a part of this church and part of this family. And, and we do call you leaders. And so we're going to talk. talk Talk about some leadership stuff this morning. Um, Pastor Earl asked that we would start a new series. We're doing a new series this morning. Um, we're going to have different leaders, different pastors, different people on staff, maybe even some serve team get up and share, uh, share over the next few weeks about our 12 stones, which I thought was so cool because Rachel and I did not sync up or link up on the 12 stones, but she went through every single one of our 12 stones. Uh, and um, so Pastor Earl like, like left it open. He said, you can talk on whichever one you want. And so I love the gospel. I love that we love people, but I wanted to talk about another one this morning. Um, we express joy and thanks. Um, one of my favorite ones, guys, like literally one of my favorite ones, and I think it's so funny because it is one of those cultural statements that marks us as a church, right? Like as you are uh, walking in the doors of Shoreline City, okay, if you were at singles night, <laughs> we express joy and thanks, y'all. I'm just saying, <laughs> it was a party, y'all. I was kind of like, guys, guys, you're saved. You're saved. Are we dancing on tables? Oh, okay, we're dancing on tables. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. May he be lifted up. And so uh, we are a, a, a group of people that express um, joy and thanks. And I, I, was, I was really like kind of taken back by this in Philippians. We, as a church, as leaders in this season, if you watch this later, and this is after the month of March, but in the month of March, We've been going through the book of Philippians. Pastor Earl's been doing some amazing yeah. Yeah. scriptures. We've been reading it as a team and as, as, as a church over and over and over again. And I, I was starting over again uh, yesterday and starting in Philippians chapter one. And remember, Pastor Earl did this message on this season, what was happening in, in, in Philippi this season, who yeah. Paul was talking to. He, he helped paint the picture that Paul was speaking all of these words from a prison cell, right? He was preaching these, these, these words, saying these words, um, possibly with chains on. It's possible he couldn't write. He had to have somebody like write it for him. He actually mentions Timothy in the very first part of this. Maybe Timothy was mentioned because Timothy was actually writing it because, because Paul had chains on. You know, he couldn't write with chains. And so um, at, at the very, very first part of this, chapter 1, Verse, verse three, it says, every time I think of you, I give thanks to my God. Whenever I pray, I make request for all of you with joy. And it just stood out to me right there. I was just like, Paul, first things first. Things he wants to make sure they understand is the example he wants to set for them is I am gonna express joy and thanks from the very, very beginning. In spite of my situation, 
in spite of, of my environment right now, in spite of the place where I find myself right in this moment, there's so much joy to be, to, to, be, to be captured in this moment as he is saying to these people, I want you to know that I don't care about where I'm at right now. I don't care about the pain, the suffering, and the, and, and the frustrations I may be feeling right now because honestly, my gratitude is, is supersedes that. My, my joy, just thinking about you, praying for you, making requests, this, this prison cell hasn't stopped my prayers. This prison cell hasn't stopped my ability to worship and, and thank God, and he's just expressing this. He's setting an example not only for the church at Philippi, but also for us. And I was just thinking as I was like reading this, just these like two short verses, I was thinking about um, how Paul could have said, I just want you to know how hard it's been, you know? <laughs> I just want you to know... I mean, wouldn't he have the right to say that, right? Like, wouldn't he, like, be, wouldn't that be okay for him to say, I just want you to know it's not been easy. I just want you to know I, I, need, I need to be heard. I need to be understood. I need to express my emotions. I just need you to know it's been difficult. He could have said, I, I need you to know I, I really don't feel like I deserve this. You know, I mean, I was wow. preaching the gospel. I mean, I'm, I'm a pastor, right? Like I'm, I'm an apostle. I'm trying to build God's church. I don't think I deserve this. And I was, and that, and that, and that literally, like that, 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 Gosh. that dichotomy, that, that picture, that contrast of how sometimes we respond yeah. versus how he responded oh, stood out to me. I started thinking about this idea of like wow. him, him just like first thing out of the gate, he's expressing joy and thanks. Oh, he wants them to know he's grateful. He wants to know he's full of joy. He wants to know that he is not downtrodden. He wants them to know that like, hey, this is not affecting my heart or my emotions. I'm going forward. I'm excited. Wow. He, he wants them to know that even in the middle of a really, really difficult season in his life. And I was thinking about how many times we all hear this, um, I deserve. Wow. How many times we hear like, man, I'm, I'm not in the marriage I deserve. I'm not, I, I deserve to be with somebody. I've been single for five years. I deserve to be with somebody. Haven't I been faithful? Haven't I prayed? Haven't I asked God? I deserve, I deserve this promotion. And, and, and I was thinking about how, how, um, how funny that is. I, I, I remember like we went on vacation a while back and, and, and we were letting people know, like, hey, we're going to be gone. We're going to be out for a week. We're going on vacation. And I kept hearing this over and over again. Oh, you guys deserve it. You guys deserve it. And it was like, thank you. But I don't know why it just didn't land right in my heart. It didn't land right in my heart, my spirit. Like, I deserve it because I'm getting to live out my purpose and my calling every single day of my life. I deserve, I deserve it because I have the wife of my dreams. I deserve it because I have a roof over my head. I deserve it because I have a car that I didn't think I could afford, but God provided for. I, I, I get paid to preach the gospel. I deserve it because of that. Because it doesn't make sense to me because it, it, didn't, it didn't land right. I know the heart was right. I know the heart was trying to be encouraging of like, go enjoy yourself, go get rest because you deserve it. And I was just like, <laughs> no, I, I don't deserve it. Wow. What I deserve is punishment for my failures, for my brokenness, for, my, for the things that I've done against people. The times I've gossiped, the times that I have treated somebody unjustly, the times that I've looked down on somebody else for doing the same thing that I do every single day. That, I deserve punishment. I deserve judgment. But that's not what he gave me. 
Psalms 103 says this in verse 10, it says, he does not punish us for all of our sins. He does not deal harshly with us as we deserve for his unfailing love towards us, towards those who fear him is great, as high as the heights of the heavens above the earth. He has removed our sins far from us, as far as the east is from the west. The Lord is like a father to his children, tender and compassionate to those who fear him. The thing about Christianity, the thing about us as leaders at Shoreline, the thing about being a part of this church is that we don't get what we deserve. That's the thing. That's the amazing, beautiful thing about this gospel story is we don't actually get what we deserve. He gives us, promises us, um, puts us on a path of something we don't deserve. So, so as we're praying, what would change? What would change in our hearts if we're like, God, give me a job I don't deserve? God, God, I'm just asking you to provide for me a car I don't deserve. God, I just ask, God, if you would do a work... Bring the spouse, not that I deserve. <laughs> you don't want to be married to the person you deserve. I'm just going to tell you right now. <laughs> you don't want to be, I'm going to tell you right now. Like, ask God, what would change in our perspective if we said, God, God, would you bring to me a spouse that I don't deserve? Would we not just like be able to express joy and thanks with every single breath? I heard this incredible story, um, and I, I want to challenge us with it. I'm gonna I'm closing in the, with this story, but I, I heard this incredible story on Monday. Uh, Michelle Shelley, the amazing mother of Felix, um, and at our campus in Guatemala, um, was sharing that, that they uh, had this girl that showed up. Uh, she had been in Guatemala for two days. She shows up at church. She's not expecting what she is experiences as she walks to the door, and she just kept saying like over and over again, as so many of us did, right? Like you walk into shoreline and you're like, what is going on here? Like, like, are these people smoking something? Like, like what is happening right now? And she was just blown away by the coffee and by the bread. And she was, she was blown away by the way she was treated. And someone was like, come sit by me. I, I want you to have a seat. I want you to know people. And she was introduced to like 15 connect groups in like five minutes. And she was just like, she was just like blown away. And when, and when they asked, uh, hey, is there anybody here for the first time? She like literally shoots both hands up. She's like, I'm here for the first time. And it's like there's like this lack of shame or regret or remorse about saying, like, I've never experienced something like this. What happens to us when we go through growth track and and we get to hear for the first time that maybe we're leaders? You know, maybe you've never heard that your entire life. And someone says, you're a leader. We see leadership. There's purpose in your life. That what you do and the way you think and the way you talk affects other people in your world, and God's going to use you. When we hear that for the first time, we're like, oh, my gosh, not me, but maybe, but maybe possibly. I'm going to show up on the host team and see what happens. And then all of a sudden, what was, it's week in and week out. We get involved in a connect group. And then we're asked, uh, could, you, could you park? Would you mind parking maybe just a little further out because we've got first-time guests, right? You know, they're coming in, and we want to be able to park up close, and they got kids. And so, so all of a sudden, it's like, hang on, hang on. Uh, that wasn't what I signed up for. I mean, I, I've heard this so many times, and if you said it, there's grace and there's mercy, okay? So, so, so okay, but I, I, I've sat in so many coffees and said, I heard this same phrase. Well, I thought I was the one. Remember the one. We know that's our cultural statement here at Shoreline. You know, remember the one. Remember the one. Well, we're asking you to park outside. We're asking you to serve maybe one more service. We're asking you to lead a connect group. Well, what about me? I, I, I thought I was the one. 
I probably have said it too. So like, honestly, like, <laughs> I probably said it too. I'm good at getting a bad attitude sometimes. And so like, uh, but, but I just started thinking about this and I started thinking about my own life and I started thinking about my daughter. Um, I started thinking about um, how um, I could have, I, you know, Hannah and I could have felt a feeling in our lives of 15 years of marriage and no kids and could have felt a sense of like, right. man, I, why don't we deserve children? Why don't we deserve, you know, wow. you know to have a, a baby in our lives? We do, we've always wanted kids, you know, and it's something we, we love kids. And, 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 I, and I just was just impressed as I was, as I was preparing this that God gave us our daughter. Yes, yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. That we don't deserve. That's right. We waited 15 years for this baby because he wanted us to have a little girl we didn't deserve. She wasn't born yet. How could she come into our family when she wasn't born yet? And so, so when God takes this, this baby in Arizona and, and like brings her, puts her in our home, we had people in our lives that gave us money. $50,000 so that we could bring her into our, into our home. We don't deserve that. People are watching her on, on, on sat Friday and Saturday nights, and, and, and they're not, you know, they're, they're doing it just because they love us, and, and we don't deserve that so we can go on a date night. People helped us move into a, into a, a new home that we don't deserve and, 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 and helped us to, to move in completely. I didn't lift a box, and Hannah didn't lift a box. People served us so much and so completely, and we don't deserve that. And I just wonder if our postures would change, if it would be easier for us to express joy and thanks if we started realizing that we have been given a life, we've been given a community, we've been given a church that we do not deserve. What would change in our hearts if that we started realizing that? And more importantly, the reason we, we express joy and thanks, the more importantly than any other reason, is because there's a lost and dying world fighting and clawing for what they deserve. And they don't realize that there is a God in heaven who loves them with an everlasting love. And he has said, I want to offer you a life you don't deserve. I want to surround you with a community you don't deserve. I want to give you a purpose and a calling you don't deserve. And I want to show you what a life abundantly lived can look like for the rest of your life. This is why we express joy and thanks, Surf Team. Love you guys so much. Thank you so much.